Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shirim and Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak Atshalom. We're now in Masechet Bavakama Daf Ayin Zayin Amud Bet. At the top of the Amud, uh, discussing the Machloket between Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Shlakish about how to understand Rabbi Shimon's take on the liability for Kodshim Shechayev Bachrayutan for Arba Vachamisha. Rabbi Yochanan, if you recall, Positive that Rabbi Shimon was referring to Kodshim that were still Tmimim, the person shechted in the Mikdash, but because it was done Shalolashem Balim, therefore the Karen did not go back to the Balim, therefore there's liability. And because it was Nishchat Mikdash and everything else was done properly, it was called Shechita Ruya. And Rishlakish said that it was actually Baalei Mumin, that the Kodshim had later developed a Mumin, he shechted it outside. The question is why each one was not comfortable taking the other position. I understand why Rabbi Yochanan didn't take Rabbi Yochanan's interpretation because he wanted to have the Mishnah be referring even to Tamimim without a boom. Why didn't Rabbi Yochanan prefer Rabbi Yochanan's take? That's the proper girsa. The text juxtaposes Shechita Mechira. We've dealt with this throughout the parak. So Shlokish's position is, at least in interpreting of Shimon, that the juxtaposition of Shechita and Mechira is only something which could be sold, is therefore liable for Shechita. If not, not. Since in the case of Kodshim, if you try to sell them, the sale is no good, it still belongs to Hektesh. Therefore, shechita cannot happen until they really are balimum. Now, the reality is that Rosh Lakish and Yochanan are remaining consistent in their understanding of Rabbi Shimon. If somebody steals a trefa, an animal that's a trefa, which means shechita is not going to be shechita ruya, but he stole a trefa and then he sold it, he didn't shecht it, according to Rabbi Shimon, there we go. Even though the shechting at a quarter of Shimon would not be my ability of Arba Vachamisha, but Mechira does. Bingo. Now, eight of Rabbi Yochanan Shlokish. So Rabbi Yochanan now challenged Rishlokish as follows. We have a statement which is unauthored. And the statement is that if a person stole an animal that's kilayim and he shechted it, or treifa umechara, or he stole a treifa and sold it, meshalim tashlum avuchamisha, you're liable. Now, my the Rosh Shimon, he Rabbi Yochanan says the author has to be Rosh Shimon, and we'll see why in a minute. Alma alpha gav deleite b'tvicha itav mechira. So you see here the Rosh Shimon, if it's Rosh Shimon, explicitly says that selling an animal that's a treifa. You're still liable for sh- for the sale, even though tficha wouldn't be wouldn't be great liability. Amarle, Shlokish <coughs> answered back, "Lo, Rabbanan, the author is Rabbanan, who doesn't say Rabbanan or Rabbanan." So I say it's Rabbanan. So Rabbi Yochanan would say back, "I Rabbanan Why would if it's Rabbanan? Why would they pick the case of selling a trefa? According to Rabbanan, even shechting a trefa brings liability because they don't care about shchit Valamai Rab Shimon, so Shlokish says back, so that's your proof that it's Rab Shimon from the fact that they only picked that case? So what about the other case? Kilaim Bitvicha Ita Mechira Leita? Why did whoever the author is pick Kilaim and only talk about Shita and not about Mechira? 
So your answer would be that it's the Rabbi Shimon, and he picked Shechita of Kilaim, and it's true about selling. So I could say, That I could say that the author of this is really Rabbanan, and they mentioned the Mechira of a Trefa, and it's true about Tvicha also. They picked one example of each. So Rabbi Yochanan, what would his answer be? Let's examine it. If you say like I do, which is that the author <coughs> is Rabbi Shimon, since he had to mention only one thing about a trefa, being Rabbi Shimon, he could not mention Shechita, so he had to mention Mechira. So therefore, he also picked one example with Kilaim, which was the other one of, of Shechita. But if you say the author is Rabbanan, who say that all four possibilities generate liability, Shechita or Mechira, of either Kilaim or trefa. Now, if even you know, let them learn it all as one big uh, bundle. Ganav kilaim utrefa tfachan umacharan So the answer is Kasha. You're right. This really is a challenge to Rishlakish. Now, parenthetically, how could you say kilaim that there could, there's liability for Abu Chamisha? Kilaim means a mixed breed of, uh, of uh, sheep and let's say a goat. Sektiv, after all, the Torah says shor and what did we say very, very, um, at the very beginning of our parak, that it only applies <coughs> to shor not to other animals, unlike uh, boar and malachan um, shabbos and other, and the yisur of kilaim and working them kilaim, all those other things were shor and chamor were only examples. In the case of Arba Chamisha, it's only shor and se, not kilaim. That when you have the word se in the Torah, it's there to tell you kilayim are not included. So why are you, uh, whoever is the author, Shimon or Abadim, doesn't matter, whoever the author of that statement, that if you stole kilayim and then shechted them, kilayim shouldn't be in the box at all. The answer is, in other words, the simple read would be utvacho umacharo, which clearly we would assume you don't have to do both of them. So the conjunct is there simply to say this one and that one both generate liability, but not that you need both. The use of the disjunctive o is there really to add something extra, which is kilaim, the one that's in the middle. <coughs> okay, v'chol o l'raboto, but is every time... Now, this should not be taken out of context. Every time that you have a list of animals, does the O always expand it to a kilayim or something other than what's listed? The second pasuk on the page, which lists about different animals as far as kochim goes, we say, Ninma is an animal that doesn't look like its mother. So, here you have O doing the exact opposite position, which is to knock Kilaim out. So, each time it's contextual, meaning O always goes counterintuitively. In the context of Shorose, those are two animals mentioned. There's no such thing as Kilaim of Shorose. They don't mate, they don't, it doesn't work. So since without the word O, we would have not included Kilayim, O is there to push Kilayim in. In the case of Kodshim, you have Shor or Chesav or Ez. Chesav and Ez do make Kilayim. So then the O is to exclude. 
Wait a second. Even in the context of Kodshim, it says, Shor Ochesav always. Kesa Shor Ochesav also don't make Kilayim. So why don't we say the O there is Lerabot? So the answer we give is me to say for the might ration on me since the kesev o a's could make kilaim therefore the o is there to exclude so ratio shor o kesev is also the might so adrabe just turn that inside out me the ratio the rabot say for the rabot since shor o kesev has to be the rabot kilaim maybe the safer should be the rabot nimma so hi my let's think about it iamar bishlam alama eight if you agree that the O in this pasuk, shor o chesev, o a's, both O's, are there to exclude. Who did start Now I understand why I need two. I need to exclude kilayim, and afagav dimat kilayim, it's tarach lemutet ninmeh. Even though I've excluded kilayim, I still need another pasuk to exclude ninmeh, because not so obvious if an animal's kilayim uh, is excluded from being, being brought as a korban, that a ninmeh, where it's a proper animal, just doesn't look like the mother, uh, is excluded. <coughs> but if you claim the excuse me, if you claim the opposite that the O is there to be inclusive, think about this. If the shor o is there to include kilaim, you need another another phrase to include ninma where it's a proper animal. So that means that. The O and O in that pasuk have to be the ma'at, because otherwise there'll be no need for two ribuyim. Okay, Allahada Amarava, Zebana Av, Koma Komshinamar say, no Elahotzetakilayim, but now Rav's statement that O is, uh, that says always to establish se and not kilayim, Lamahilchata, what's the application of that statement? If it's for Kodshim, we just got through saying the kilayim cannot be brought as a carbon from Shor Ochesev. I don't need set. Ilamaser, if it's to tell me that kilaim don't count as maser behema, and if the tenth animal that you touched was kilaim, it doesn't count. Tachatachat yalif mikodshim. And those are psukim two and four on the page. Tachatimo and tachatashevit. So that word tachat says maser behema is like regular kodshim of an adava. Ilabachor, havar havar yalif maser. So it's kol asher ya'avor tachad ha'shevet. And in the case of um, of Bechor, ta'aviru. Vahavartem, that you bring the Bechor. So therefore, I know for the Bechor from Maser, Maser from Kodshim. So I already know that Kilaim is out. Inami nidme amart lo. Plus, you you mentioned, the second problem is, you said that nidme isn't in. Dechtiv ach Bechor shor. I already have a clear pasuk that tells me that the that the uh, bechor has to look like its mother, uh, and therefore kilaim ibaya. I don't. In other words, there's two reasons to say that bechor uh, kilaim is out of bechor. First of all, bechor is compared to maser behema, and second of all, I said that even nidma is out of uh, the dean of bechor is excluded from bechor. That's the mission in the first parak of uh, bechorot. Certainly, kilaim is. So Rava's statement that says there to uh, to exclude kilaim says there to create a binyan av that every time it says say it knocks kilaim out. What's the application? Is there specifically for the se that the Torah commands in Shemot Yud Gimel that be used for a pidyon of Petr Hamor? 
Velo bekilayim, velo bekoi. The Mishnah in the first parak of Bechorot says you cannot use <coughs> uh, a calf, you can't use a wild animal, you can't use an animal that is said that's shachut or a trefa, you can't use kilayim, and you can't use the koi, that famous odd animal that's a half chaya, half bema. So therefore, se, anytime it says se, and then aksa kilayim, the application is there for pinyon petachamor. I will rabalazur the matabi kilayim, but rabalazur, and that's the Mishnah says, rabalazur matabi kilayim, neshu se. He says, a se does include kilayim. So according to Rava, what's he going to do with Rabalazar? The Mahilchata, Amalach Rabalazar, Rabalazar would have answered, Ki itmar de Rava. When did Rava say that Se knocks out Kilaim? Whereas I say Kilaim is in. The Tome Shinolad Minatahor, Viiburo Minatame. If an animal was Tome impregnated a Se, that's the kind of Kilaim that I would agree is out, and that's what Rava meant. Udulok Rabbi Yoshua. And then he would have to learn it unlike Rabbi Yoshua. Rabbi Yoshua, Misek Savim, Seizim Nafkalei. He learns from Seizim, <laughs> it's mentioned in the context of proper animals you can eat, that <coughs> that if it was impregnated by a Tamei, that it's no, it's not, not called a Set. Good, so I would learn it from the word Set alone. All right, parenthetically, since when can a Set it's Tahor, become impregnated by a Tomei animal. It doesn't work. So the answer is in, there is one case where it works. The Kaimalan, the Abrami Kalut Kreb Shimon. Shimon holds that a Kalut, which is a kosher animal, but it has cloven hooves, is a Tomeya. Because that's like one of the Simonim. But if it was really of the proper genus, it could impregnate a Sad, and it would be considered Tahor Mitmeya. Tahor Amitomi. Now, boy, Rava. Rava asked the following question. Hare Alai Olavi Free Shore. A fellow says, I'm going to bring an Ola, and then he separates a shore. Well, a very expensive animal for the Ola. He didn't need to. He said, Ola, Ola, he could have brought a bird, or he could have brought a keves. He, brought, he said, designated a shore. Uva ganav. And somebody else came along <coughs> and stole the shore. Mi patar ganav nafshe bekeves We'll see this mission in a second, Menachot. But can the ganav essentially exempt himself by saying, I'll pay you back the value of a cheap Ola. After all, you designated this an Ola. You weren't going to get to keep it or sell it. You're going to bring it as an Ola. I'll give you back an Ola. Not, not the same. And according to Rabbanan, that would mean a lamb. And according to Rabbanan, it could even mean a bird. The non Ola, the Mishnah at the end says, if a person accepts a, uh, the a responsibility to bring an Ola, without specifying what kind of animal it is, the default is Yavi Kevas. bring a bird. So my, what's the answer? Do we say that the owner accepted the liability for an Ola, and therefore the Ganav is returning an Ola? Or can the owner say, I wanted to do the ideal mitzvah. You better pay me back so I can do that. After Rava asked this question, he answered it himself. He said, yeah, the Ganav could pay back a cheap thing and say that uh, you committed to an Ola, here's an Ola. He learned it explicitly, not as a question. Rava, Rava didn't ask the question, but rather he made the statement. Okay, we'll stop at this point. We'll pick up in the next Mishnah, which is um, the...
<coughs> beginning of Mishnah Hay, and we'll continue through the rest of Mishnah Hay and into Mishnah Vav um, through the next podcast. In the meantime, everyone should have a wonderful day.